Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Classy AF, But She Likes to Cuss a Lot. I am your host and mindset coach, Dante Roche. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I want to talk about how so many of us, myself included, go through a lot of our lives pretty mindlessly and we allow things to happen to us instead of steering our own goddamn ship. So today that's what we're going to talk about and I've seen it not only like I said in myself, I have several personal examples, I have some client examples and um, you know as always I hope there's a takeaway in here for you or somebody you know and love or care about that you want to share this with. So Uh, The story that I'm thinking of that specifically for me that this episode kind of came to me was I in that corporate job that I didn't like if you've listened to me before I'm like a broken record I talk about a lot so obviously it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it brought me here so I am grateful in that regard but in that job that was not meant for me I still had this desire to promote and to work my way up and I'm such like a check the box overachiever straight A student vibe control freak perfectionist on and on and on that naturally when I started working at this company I was there for a total of five years I was like what's next so I started as a temp technically and got hired on as um, the executive assistant to the CEO and then I got promoted to a supervisory position though I was still executive assistant I got to oversee some office assistants it was my first time being a supervisor I was probably like 25 26 I don't know and then I got moved to the director of admin services so that was on the leadership teams that means you oversaw managers so you were leading people that led people and um, leading through other people is definitely more challenging and I wanted to become c-suite I wanted to be chief administrative officer Um, and that was kind of the path that I had in my mind even though deep down I was miserable I still wanted more and what it comes down to is a few things in my opinion so first and foremost it comes down to our upbringing and not only just in our families but as a society as a whole so as you go to school you're taught like what it means to be a good student And even in your home, you're taught what it means to be a good child. And these are things that are passed down to you from your parents, which are passed down from their parents. They're things that we learn through books or media or other sources and come to be our our belief systems. And some of those are limiting in some way, aka limiting beliefs, which I talk a lot about because they are keeping you stuck or holding you back in some way. And limiting beliefs are so powerful because we don't realize they're there most of the time. They just are. They're so ingrained into our subconscious and who we are. We have no idea they exist and no idea they need looking at from time to time. And some of them, well, all of the limiting ones, um, need altering, changing, reprogramming, creating new neural pathways to break us from those limiting habits. Uh, limiting beliefs, excuse me, that turn into limiting habits. Um, And so, you know, growing up, you're taught, you go to school, you get the degree, you get the good job, you get the promotion, you become CEO or whatever, or open your own business, right? There's kind of a path, like 
one step in front of the other that most people, especially when I was growing up and in generations older than me, I think even more of you guys were kind of fed this bullshit in my opinion. I'm calling it that now. Um, This lie that you need to do all these things in order to become, to be considered successful or like this is how you get happiness, you know? And that is, couldn't be further from the truth because it's, it should be an individual basis right some people aren't meant to go to higher education like it's it's not built for them it's it's so such an antiquated system in so many ways that certain types of learners don't thrive there and certain types of careers or paths purpose um, purpose paths don't require a higher education Um, people that don't graduate high school go on to become extremely successful if they have drive and street smarts and a passion and all the other things you need to be successful which don't come most of them don't come from a textbook now I went to college and I have a master's degree so I'm not here to say that those things are Uh, useless or not uh, still a positive thing I just think it doesn't need to be shoved down everyone's throat from like the time that they're little because unless those those organizations vastly change in the next couple decades I mean I think we're gonna see just fewer and fewer people going to college but I say go to college even just purely for the social Uh, growth and emotional growth you're going to achieve because that was my biggest takeaway I don't remember shit that I learned from the books I mean yeah it helped my critical thinking my grammar things like that but what I learned outside the classroom it just obviously made me such a more outgoing more confident person than when I started the um the process the, the school but that's an aside but those are all the things that we're like ingrained into our brains right so go this is what you need to be successful um and then some of us are just wired again from those limiting beliefs it could be genetics it's nature versus nurture or nature and nurture so maybe i'm genetically more i don't know likely to kind of be a perfectionist or kind of like a certain order of things and then my environment supports that innate kind of calling or need within me Um, and some people are not that way but their nature their nurture their environment um, forces them into that and so naturally when I got this job you know my upbringing was go to school get a great job and my parents didn't really harp on that very much to be honest like I don't recall them ever saying like go you know like get this certain degree and get this certain job in order to be successful I think they were both you know my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad was an entrepreneur and was investing and things like that so I didn't really see somebody with this corporate lifestyle so that's partly why it, it was hard for me to feel myself and natural in that environment I think it's really hard for most people but anyway some of us are better just fitting into that environment than others so that environment was never for me I didn't see that growing up it wasn't necessarily encouraged but it's just the natural order of things right you graduate you go to you know you get a job and unless nowadays there's so many other cool shit you can do YouTube social media lots of things that you can do right but even 10-15 years ago I that wasn't necessarily part of the regular dialogue that was happening in people's homes and in society so and even have my parents shoving this down my throat and a lot of us do but I still had this desire to like promote and that was coming from my 
ego saying it feels good to get the accolades of saying you're doing such a great job in your current role we want to give you more we want you to oversee more things more departments more people and that feels really fucking good in the moment and then you get the money that goes with it and that's even better right until you realize if you never wanted that in the first place money and ego are not enough to keep you going and I had a client that is uh, in a company, excuse me, I don't know why I can't speak. Um, and she was, you know, kind of had her eye on like, what's the next thing? What will come next for me, you know? And she's an overachiever, perfectionist. She's so hardworking, 10 times more hardworking than I ever was. Um, but she has her eye on like the prize. What's the next thing? And she learned that there wasn't really a lot of advancement for her in her company. And that was disheartening and disappointing. But at the same time, you know, in our sessions, we've talked about how there's a lot about her current company and the day to day job she does that she doesn't love, doesn't light her up. So I would go back and ask the old Dante and I asked the current client that I had, why, why do you want this advancement? What is in it for you what is the purpose of it you know and ask yourself why four times so if you want something anything in life doesn't have to be work related ask yourself why and then why do you want that thing so like I want the promotion because I want you know more responsibility why do you want more responsibility because I want to have a bigger impact why do you want to have a bigger impact you know keep asking yourselves why and be honest so if you just want the title and you want the responsibility and you want to feel you know the pride that comes with more responsibility um that's coming from your ego and letting your ego drive your ship isn't going to get you happiness fulfillment joy and I believe wealth I think it can but I think you can get wealth without letting your ego do all the driving so our ego is a part of us so it's going to be there no matter what so I'm not saying you can completely turn it off but how do you instead of allowing life to happen to you so instead of allowing my employer to tell me what was next in my future why didn't I sit there and say well wait 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 let me take a step back from this like quote unquote structure even though I like the control and like the knowing of what's next and thinking of doing something on my own is scary as fuck right um why am I sitting here letting a company tell me what is next for me instead of me putting those things to the side and saying what do I want and does this company align with who I am and what I want another example that a lot of us do this in is in our relationships romantic relationships so we get you know pretty far along maybe with a partner or maybe it's still even in the beginning and we're waiting for them to tell us like that we're exclusive we're waiting for them to tell us they love us and again society is telling you like in gender norms and your gender roles that the man if you're in a heterosexual relationship should be the first to talk about exclusivity right you would ideally want that even though a lot of us women are the first to bring it up because we are wired to want that whereas men are not necessarily wired to want that um and you know it'd be great if the man said I love you first it'd be great if the man proposed it'd be great if the man asked you to move in or whatever your process is but we don't sit there and say is this what I truly want is it like do I want 
the natural order of something progressing? Do I want a, a wedding? Do I want a white dress? Do I want a party? Do I want an engagement ring? Do I want the ego-based things that come along with marriage? Do I want to make sure I'm staying kind of up to date with my friends? Do I want to just do this because all my friends are married and I feel left out and like I'm falling behind? You know, it's it's why do you want something? And removing that thing kind of from the decision at all. What kind of partner, what kind of future do you want? And does that partner fit into that? Or is there a way where maybe there's just a couple little things that... I mean, again, you can't go in thinking you're going to change somebody, but is there something you can change that isn't like a deal breaker? And stop waiting for someone else to tell you. Stop waiting for a partner, a boss, um, whatever other example to tell you, hey, I have this opportunity. Do you want it? Hey, I love you. Let's move in together. If you're not even clear that's what you truly want, if you haven't spent time in like solitude, like by yourself in quiet for at least 15 minutes, more than one time on this topic, then you're not really sure why you want it and you're not really sure if you even want it. And just saying I've always wanted it isn't enough. Like I've always wanted to open my own, you know, private practice if you're a doctor. I've always wanted to get married. Okay, sure. Everyone always wants success and always everyone, pretty much everyone always wants to find that partner to do life with. But do you want this actual partner? Do you want this actual path for your purpose and your career? Or is this just what was ingrained into you by somebody else. And it's so easy to do. That's why I included my own example. And I'm sure if I thought critically about it, there would be lots more examples of me doing that and allowing life to happen to me instead of making those decisions based on what I knew was best for me and right um, to my core. Because again, it's easier to have this roadmap and just say, yeah, I want to take first comes A, then comes B, then comes C. Whereas if you go out and do something on your own that's outside the norm, it's like first there's D, then there's C, then there's Z, and then you go back a few, you know, there's no clear path and that can create more stress and anxiety. And though it's easier in the moment to just take the quote unquote easier path of least resistance of like, this is already in front of me. It's on a silver platter. Like this job just like fell into my lap. A lot of us do it in the job search process as well. And a lot of it's because we come with this mindset of scarcity instead of abundance. Like, oh, this is the only relationship. This is the only partner. You know, I've never felt this way about anyone before, even though they treat me like shit, for example. Or this is the only interview I've gotten in three months, so I better get this job. Or this is the only promotion or the only path for growth for me in this company, so I have to take this promotion. No, it's not. There are better partners. There are better jobs, better interviews, better companies to work for better promotions and if they don't want to give those things to you then you go out and look for them and there's I want to talk about a quick caveat because there is a fine line between control and surrender so making a decision 
And listening to your intuition and your gut and your inner knowing and taking inspired action. So when you feel led or called or nudged to go do something and you listen and you honor, even if it's scary or uncomfortable or new or hard, that is making a decision. That is great. That is beautiful. And the more you do that, the easier that process is going to get and the easier you'll know the difference between the other two things I'm going to talk about. Um, and surrender is good as well and control can be good in certain situations as well it's all about balance right until we start getting out of control that's when it can become um, an issue so for those of us that love to control things me myself and I included absolutely I want to know what's next for me and I want to control the outcomes because I am a control freak right Um, and it's something I'm working on When you choose to surrender and just let go of the outcome, it is so freeing. And that's when you start, instead of fighting against the current, you let your oars go in your little make-believe boat and that boat will flow backwards or turn around and flow downstream with ease. So once you've made the decision to listen to your intuition, so this is how it all plays together. Once you've made the decision to listen to your intuition and say, I'm going to decline the promotion or I'm going to start searching outside of my company for growth opportunities based on what my intuition is telling me I really want or what's best for me. Then you start applying, right? You start reaching out to people on LinkedIn. You start, if you want to open your own business, you start taking steps towards that. But then you got to let those oars go. You have to let go of the control of the outcome. You have to let go of not hearing back from certain companies that you applied for. You have to let go of not having certain outcomes if you started your new company. You have to let go of, let's say you in dating, right? You can, you can't control when you're going to meet somebody, but you can put your profile on online. Um, you can start going out more with friends. You can start pursuing your hobbies and interests and hoping that, you know, it's a great place to meet somebody that has similar hobbies and interests. But then you can't, you have to let go of the control. You know, you can't see a single guy, I'm talking to Dante, in this, you know, new hobby you started and obsess over like, should I go talk to him? Should I say something? Should I make eye contact? Just, just fucking let go. Have fun. Be yourself. Enjoy. Let go. Let the current take you. And let go of what the outcome is going to be. So that's how you kind of learn to balance those three things because they all can be good, right? In in safety situations, control is really important. You know, traffic control, um, if you're a, a pilot, you know, like lots of different careers and, you know, first responders, like control is a really important thing. Um, so control has a place, right? If you raise children, there's a time and a place where maybe control needs to be included in your day-to-day but in your own life in looking inward on what you want it's it's helpful to release some of that control and if you are too surrendering or surrendery uh surrenderish these are all words I just made up clearly uh you know that can be something maybe you're just avoiding you're avoiding making the difficult decision you're avoiding at least navigating the river and being like do I even want to be on this river do I even want to be going down this current but you're too busy scrolling on your phone or uh, you know binging Netflix or 
participating in like binge drinking or doing drugs or whatever other numbing technique that you might have. So it's about balance in all these areas of life and see how they fit in. So it's about steering your own ship, but knowing when to surrender. Maybe I should change. Maybe that's what the title should have been, but that's just really long. So steer your own ship, but know when to surrender and put the oars up and just let the current take you downstream, baby. And let go of what's waiting for you on the other side because you you got in the right boat, right? Because you listened to your intuition. You got the nudge that this was the right boat for you. You chose the right river because you listened to your intuition and you chose the right river. And where that river takes you then is the part in which you can surrender. So instead of fighting, 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 fighting that current, lift those oars and let it take you down. And again, the more you practice these skills, the stronger they will become, the easier they will be for you to clearly differentiate okay, is this an ego-based decision I'm making? Is this an intuition-based decision? Am I trying to control? Is it a time when I need to surrender? You know, what the fuck are all these words Dante's talking about? And if you're not sure, again, I think one of the best things you can do for yourself is spend some time alone with your thoughts. And if you have a problem doing that, that is a red flag. There are things that you are trying to avoid and you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. And I get it. Being alone with your thoughts for a long period of time can be sometimes even harmful, right? You're just going down rabbit holes that maybe are not necessary. So um, I'm not saying you have to be alone with your thoughts all day, but if you can't, you know, work on it and get to a place where you can be comfortably alone with your thoughts for 10 to 15 minutes daily would be ideal. Um, but even start start small, weekly, whatever it is. Um, that's that's a red flag. There's something you're avoiding. But I think that's something you can practice and get towards, right? You don't have to start with 15 minutes. Start with three minutes. Start with five minutes. Start with 10 minutes and work your way up. And I love guided meditations. And now I've been able to do them on my own. You know, I practice the, the take a few deep breaths, kind of relax different parts of my body. And do I always have these like aha moments of like clarity? Absolutely not. It doesn't always come that way. But just being intentional with your thoughts is the first step to allowing the direction to come in into your existence, right? Through signs from other people, signs from God, signs from your inside your body. Like I said, like little nudges, like something feels wrong in your gut, something feels good but scary in your gut. Um, you know, palms are sweaty, you know, like that can be excitement, but that can also be, you know, fear for maybe going down the right path, the wrong path can create sweaty palms. You got to know the difference, right? But only through practice and trial and error and mindfulness and intention are you going to get better and more clear on how to navigate moving forward. So this is my ask of you, my um, kind of what's a more powerful word than ask, my hope for you is that you will stop allowing life to happen to you, especially those big major moments of life, of what path you are supposed to take in regards to your career or your purpose, what partner you are going to end up with or supposed to end up with. Um, Whatever it is, stop allowing somebody else or something else to tell you what it is you want and being mindful of how much the ego is involved in that decision and how much 
comparison is involved in that decision, right? Comparing yourself to, I should be further along in my career, should be further along in my personal life. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take this job or yeah, I'm going to, you know, be exclusive with this guy, even though I know he's bad for me and it's maybe not going to end well, but I just, I can't fall too far behind or I'm just getting old and I want to have kids, right? Um, whatever is that inner monologue, that inner critic, that's, you know, they say comparison is a thief of joy. And that could not be more true. And it's about focusing on your journey. And I say all these things because these are all things I'm currently working on and I've seen already a lot of improvement in my life or I've worked on and I I won't I don't even want to say overcome because I think new challenges in your life bring out these same skills but now I have this like these skills in my tool belt so to speak that I can like pull out and be like okay let me practice mindfulness okay let me pull back from what's happening and see if this is truly what I want I think it goes similar to a discussion I had on a previous episode I think it's something about stepping outside the box or the box episode where I met with this former colleague or acquaintance and you know we talked about coaching in the corporate realm and I got really excited and I was like yeah 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 I'm gonna crush it like maybe I should change paths and work for companies and do like coaching within a company and then I was like wait 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 this goes against like everything that I want for me right now and if there's a way that I can do that in the future and still be authentic to myself I'm totally open to that but right now that's not a priority for where I want to take my business and the work that I'm doing and but again it just felt like I get caught up it sounded great and money and you know accolades and like you know big companies are going to reach out to you and yeah 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 and it's definitely I think easier and faster to make money on during down that path but I'm not making decisions based on those things anymore and so is my success going to come a little slower sure is is, is it going to take me a little longer to find a partner because I'm more clear and particular about, I, about what I want? Yeah, your girl's still waiting. Where you at, dude? You know, <laughs> but I think I not only when I do get those things, because I do believe I can have everything I want. I'm working on, am I worthy of having everything I want? I'm working on that. Um, I appreciate it so much more because I was clear and intentional about what I wanted. Sometimes I had to wait a little bit longer because it was the right situation or person, right? Hopefully in the future. (laughs) But it can be so easy to get caught up in what other people are doing. And these, again, bullshit timelines we have that society or even our friends and family can feed to us. But it's about reprogramming some of those things so being mindful of how you talk about yourself your goals um, your intentions about work or relationships and creating new neural pathways in the subconscious by repeating the opposite statement you know like I'm so far behind my friends Um, I am on the best path for me I am in the perfect timeline for me so just a quick kind of overview of Getting clear on what you want instead of allowing life to happen to you, but not taking it too far where you start controlling every aspect of your life. So learning how to listen to those different different um, voices within you and deciphering what they are and which ones are worth pursuing and honoring and which ones need to be um, edited, changed, ignored, quieted. I hope this was helpful, impactful, 
you've had one little aha moment would make me happy. That's all that I hope from this podcast. And if you're enjoying Classy AF, I would love for you to leave a um, rating and a review both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I just want to thank you again so much for tuning in this week. And I can't wait to share more with you next week. Thank you so much and have a fabulous fucking week, guys. Bye.